We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. YouTube, salute to Knicks Nation, Tuesday Night Knicks. Another edition of Knicks Fan TV Live presented by Manscaped. Number one show for the fans by the fans. CP the franchise checking in on the solo dolo tip. If you're a diehard Knicks fan, if you're a diehard basketball fan, hit that subscribe button below and the notification bell so you don't miss the next episode. Number one show for the fans by the fans. Knicks Fan TV, the best of nothing. Knicks training camp has officially kicked off. Official, official. And we started off with, with highlights. You know the fan base is charged up for highlights, so we, we got our first look at uh, the new-look Knicks in training camp, in practice. And we, we get to see Evan Fournier catching and shooting off the of curl screens and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, fans can overreact to that. We also got a look at uh, RJ and, and Alec Burks getting some shots up. So a little glimpse of... The New York Knicks, the 21-22 New York Knicks in action. So so there you go. So tonight's show, we, we're going to do a quick live, quick live tonight and really just, uh, you know, take a look at some of the highlights, some of the, the media sessions from Coach Tibbs, Emmanuel Quickly, Nerlens Noel, and a little bit of Julius Randle and, uh, and just give my reaction to it. Tomorrow night, we'll have the full panel back. The four horsemen will be back and we'll be talking about uh, our Nick lineups lineup predictions will go through different lineups also go through some of the media day training camp reactions if there are any any highlights we'll overreact to those as well sunday we will uh do our preseason awards we'll have alex we'll have uh, uh p my guy from through the wire ashley will be back we'll, we'll do our mid our preseason awards and then roll it into tuesday man knicks versus pacers preseason action game one we are here, man. We are absolutely here. So definitely looking forward to that. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you, boy. Let's get those likes up. Hope everybody's doing well. I'm doing all right right now. My Yankees are holding on to a 3-2 lead. They're, they're fighting for the playoffs, so they're scrapping. 
All right, so it's a little something to keep me keep me entertained until uh, uh, until the Knicks actually start playing some basketball. Because, you know, my Giants are dead. So salute to the Yankees. They're, they're fighting and scrapping. All right, so as I said, Coach Tibbs met with the media today. And uh, first up was the update on one Mitchell Robinson. So let, let's uh, give it a listen to Coach Tibbs. Yeah, so he's yeah you know, he's doing what he can. Uh, he he does some parts, uh, but we're going to take it slowly with him. Uh, good first day gives us a baseline, shows us exactly where we are, and shows us all the things that we have to uh, work on to improve. Cut that, and we don't want to lose sight of what's important each and every day. Um, do you, uh, I know you mentioned you're going to have Mitchell. Do you have Luca? He... No, he, he he's in a boot, so he he'll be out. Uh, Mitchell is it's encouraging because of each day he's doing more and more in uh, he feels really good which I think is important and uh, he's put a lot of time into film study and you know he's, he's done things where he was sitting in a chair and you know handling the ball shooting out of a chair shooting stationary shooting form shooting uh, cardio in the pool cardio on a bike and when you, you guys can see the physical difference, he's done a, a, a lot of strength training. So um, yeah, he, he's handled it as well as you can handle it. So uh, I think sometimes, you know, when you have some time off like that, you can take a step back and get a broader view of everything. And I think he has a good understanding of how important practice preparation is and uh, just w observing the, the playoffs last year. And when you go back through the season, you see that he had a number of big games against quality teams for us. So uh, what he brings to our team is, is unique, and it, it, his contribution to the team is very important. All right, so that was Tibbs on Mitch. And, you know, look, some of you guys are a bit concerned about – What's going on with Mitch? You guys feel like his progress has been a bit slow. He did injure the foot early uh, in the season. And so, you know, a couple of fans are, are concerned. Tips did say that they do have him in a boot. They have him shooting out of a chair. Uh, we just showed here uh, at training camp. He has the, um, it, you know, he, he's taking he's taking little, uh, you know, one-handers there. <clears throat> Explaining the short shorts, uh, the practice shorts, taking it back to the 80s. But, you know, he has been participating in individual drills, but doesn't look like he did too much scrimmaging or, or you know, strenuous activity out there on the court, according to Tibbs today on the first day of training camp. So uh, clearly I wouldn't expect to see him in that first game against the Pacers on October 5th. But honestly, I'm not too worried about the injury because it, 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 you don't want to rush it. You know, we don't want to rush Mitch, man. We, we know how important he is to this team, as Thibodeau said. Clearly, they are being taking a cautious approach to it. Doesn't seem like there was any setbacks, per se, but seems like they, they just want to make sure that, you know, he's comfortable, he's ready to go, and that the foot is feeling strong. This is a seven-footer, man. Seven-footer and, and foot problems, knee problems, you know, low extremities. You don't want to mess around with that. So we definitely want to make sure that we're all, they're all on the same page and that, that he's healthy and, and ready to go. At the same time, you know, embrace the depth. As, as we said on this show several times, embrace the depth. We have Noel. 
We have Taj. We have Jericho on the two-way. I don't think there's any reason right now to rush Mitch back. I would expect him to be ready for the home opener. You hope so. October 20th. You got about a little less than a month to get ready for it. Obviously, he's out there doing a little bit of, of individual drills. So I think that's the approach to take. You know, I, I think that's the approach to take. And shout out to Mitch because he went out there on Twitter and let the world know the, the Block Nest monster is getting prolic out there. So he flexed for his media day photo session. So Mitch just went out there on Twitter just a couple minutes ago and let, let everybody know, uh, don't sleep on the Block Nest monster, man. Don't sleep on the Block Nest monster. So we'll, we'll have to see how it plays out, man. But like I said, don't, I, you know, I wouldn't be too worried about it. I think the organization is taking the right approach and taking it slow with him. And we'll, we'll just have to uh, take it one day at a time with the Block Ness monster. All right, back to Tibbs we go. And here he is speaking uh, very highly of his veterans. So let's go back to Tibbs here. Yeah, and I think it's, it's important to have the right veteran leadership. And so each year you start off at a zero base. And... You work on your individual fundamentals on both offense and defense, and you keep adding layers to it. I think when you have guys that have been with you for a while, they help drive the group. And so there's a, a, a good understanding by our veterans, and it's important for the veterans not to take shortcuts. And that's the challenge for them. And our young guys, we want them to bring the energy, which they've been fantastic. They're, they're eager to learn. They're great workers. They're sponges around the vets. The vets have have to help teach them the tricks of the trade. So it's a good blend of guys. Uh, but the commitment, the work part is equal for everyone. Roles are going to be different. Uh, and then we, you need everyone over the course of the season. So each and every day, come in, put everything you have in each and every day and just concentrate on improvement. And then the second half of the season, you want to be playing your best. Down a little bit. Um, but I think having the right veterans helps you get through those things. You get great veteran leadership and we always say that your actions will reflect your priorities so if you're doing the right things I think when the young guys come in and they see the vets working the way they do it's it it's a great example it's the best leadership that you could have right from the end of last season uh quick and and Obi were in and then when we drafted the young guys that we got they came in and they saw the way they were working, and then our veterans periodically are here. Uh, and they said Julius was spent a lot of time here. RJ spent a lot of time here. Uh, so I think once you have that type of tone set by the vets, everyone comes in with the understanding of okay, I want to be part of this and I want to help the team get better. Spoke again about the vets, man, setting the tone, the foundation, stability. You know, those are the key words we've been talking about on this show several times over the years and how important it is in terms of team building and chemistry building, how important it is. And it just seems like from top to bottom, the organization is on the same page. Does that translate into wins? No, obviously talent wins. We know that, right? We're under no illusions that all this, you know, good feeling and sentiment is going gonna, is gonna to translate on, on, the, on the court into wins. The talent ultimately is going to shine through but I feel like the Knicks including Tibbs they're putting all their ducks in a row to emphasize player development you know get the young players involved as he said having the veterans impart their wisdom on quickly and Obi 
Obi and Quickly now imparting that same wisdom on McBride, Grimes, and Sims. The professionalism, as he said, everybody's in the gym. Guys are coming in at nighttime. There's a commitment to winning, a commitment to excellence, and a commitment to playing hard from top to bottom. And I, I don't think, you know, that can be understated. I think that's very important just in terms of laying that foundation. Now, again, the talent has to shine through. But as you see here, it's Tibbs is setting the tone and the players are following right behind him. And, and, and you, you got to respect that. This is the coach of the year. We got to respect that. Now it, it's time to, uh, to see what they have on the court. Uh, now here was Tibbs speaking on Luca Vildoza. Let's go to Tibbs on Vildoza here. So to everybody in the chat once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. 840. Let's go to 840 and get his thoughts on Vildoza. Well, we look at we have one roster spot open, and so uh, right now you you base it on the guys that are available and who can help help the team the most. And so we have all camp to figure that out. So you, if you ask me today, based on what's happened in the fall and you know where we are now, I have some thoughts. Leon has some thoughts. And, but I think as time goes on, we'll get more information. You you know you practice more, and then you, you play your preseason games, and so, and then you look at okay, who fits our team the best, and what do we need out of that position, and so that's what we'll look at before we make a final decision. What do you see? Now, Vildoza. It was reported today by Ian Begley. Vildoza did not practice. He's still in a boot. Remember, Vildoza picked up a foot injury. It's not clear whether he injured it during the Olympics or during Summer League, but Vildoza did leave Summer League early, went back to Spain uh, due to a foot injury. He's been in a boot, came back to New York in a boot still, hasn't practiced with the team. Tibbs now saying the final roster spot's going to come down to fit what they need most. We know Dwayne Bacon is a guy that was has been brought in. He's come through the Orlando system, coached under Steve Clifford, friends with Tom Thibodeau, Knows the system, defensive-minded kid. Going to be very interesting to see what happens with that final roster spot because if Vildoza doesn't practice or he doesn't play in these preseason games, his spot could be in jeopardy. You know, I we I thought in the beginning, here's the situation on Vildoza. The Knicks paid, paid $750,000 to buy him out of his team at, in Basconia. Then they then signed him to a four-year, $13 million deal partially guaranteed the first year uh the the guarantee is i think it starts at uh, the start of the season where the, the first year the deal becomes guaranteed so they're gonna have some decisions to make they're gonna have some decisions to make right now when you look at the point guard rotation obviously it's kemba it's rose it's quickly it's it's uh, it's mcbride you have um you have burks who can give you emergency duties at the point you know Vildoza's on a on a steep climb and if he can't stay healthy, that that might be tough sledding for him because I'm not so sure that Tibbs doesn't, you know, go more defense and veteran presence. You heard Tibbs talk about the vets. Does Tibbs have the final say here and say, hey, you know, let, let's go with a, a Dwayne Bacon, give us some more depth at the wing, some more defensive depth at the wing rather than, uh, uh, you know, uh, end of the bench filler at the point who likely won't be playing anytime soon. So I don't know. You know, the, the Knicks are going to have some decisions to make. You hope Vildoza stays healthy and, and gets on the court and can show something. But, 
it, it's 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 hit or miss whether or not uh, he, he makes the team. Like I said, I, I point to the financial incentives, why, you know, the, the, the expenditures that they made just to bring him here, why I think they would likely keep him despite him not making the, the uh, despite him maybe not playing in the preseason, but you never know. You never know in the decisions that, uh, that, that they make. So let, let's keep an eye out on that. But Noville Dozer for training camp day one, still in a boot. And hasn't practiced with the team. Shout out to Father P. Sends a super chat. He says, CP, what are your thoughts on Kev? Do you think he's going to get uh, going to put it together this year? I think Kev is another guy that, that's on the outside looking in in terms of playing time. I think the relationship that he has with the organization will bide him some time this season. And who knows? Again, uh, embrace the depth. Injuries are always a possibility. COVID is an injury that's a possibility. Knock on wood, nobody uh, you know goes down with anything serious. But... I think that's the only way Kev gets on the court. I don't think it'll it'll be through merit. You know, he's gonna have to go out there and play like Paul George to 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 get some consistent or considered playing time. Right now, the wing spot is just too jam packed. When you look at RJ, you look at Burks, you look at Fournier, you look at even Grimes. You got Obi in there. You know, slotting in there at the three, the four, most likely the four. So I I don't see I don't see Kev getting much playing time, man. But you know, always hope for the best. Hope that he's not another lottery pick lost, as we saw with Frank going out the door. But you know, it's uh, it's gonna be an uphill climb for for Kev. It's gonna be uphill climb for him. So we'll we'll see how that goes. If you guys are new in the chat, type in hashtag new for me in the chat. I'll shout you guys out. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Let's get those likes up. Break the YouTube algorithm and let YouTube know this is the number one show for the fans by the fans presented by Manscaped. So Tibbs talked Mitch. He talked about the vets and he talked about Vildoza, the one roster spot left. Uh, here was Tibbs speaking on Kemba, the arrival of Kemba Walker. And and uh, and Derek Rose. Let's go. Let's go to Tibbs here. When you talk to people around the league, every teammate has loved playing with them. Every coach has loved them. Everyone in the front office is loved, that's who he is. And it's there's a positive energy to him. And and you know I I, I don't want to overlook any of the. We have great veterans. When you look at uh, guys like Derek and Taj and. Uh, Nerlens and Julius is Julius. Julius is special. He's, you know, he's, I wouldn't say he's one of the older guys, but he's starting to creep up there. But he's, he, you know, like it's just they're great guys to be around. And he's he's a perfect fit for us. And just getting to know Evan better, I think he's a great fit as well. And then, you know, when you look at the development of Quick and Obi and you know Kevin Knox has had a good summer. So we've got a number of guys that have really put a lot of work into this and we have to continue to do it it's you know there's we all everyone starts at the same place at the beginning of the season you you know and then people drop off as the season goes along but maybe, maybe the commitment goes away and we can't be that but i think one of the things that really helped us last year was our commitment to play for each other commitment to work for each other uh and it was the degree of how hard and the degree of how smart and how together we played and we have to continue to do that. So he talked about once again playing together. Spoke highly of Kemba and his presence. Kemba having a lead-wide solid reputation. 
You know, he's, he's standing on 10 toes. And, and so, once again, the Knicks just showing that uh, in terms of the, how they wanted to compose this roster. Obviously, they wanted talent, wanted shot creators, and they went out and got that in, in Kevin Fournier. But uh, high character guys, gym rats, guys that are going to work hard. And, uh, and, and yeah, that, that's just, that just all folds into the chemistry and the fabric of this team. And so, obviously, on paper, looks good, sounds good. We'll see what happens come October 20th, opening night. You know, obviously, health is going to be a key factor for Kemba Walker. But you, you got to love the signing and, and uh, the impact that he's going to bring to this team if he can stay healthy. Shout out to Elaine Lamoth, team hashtag new. Elaine, welcome to the channel, man. Shout out to Tone the Tantrum. What up, Tone? How you feeling? Kimberly Sims in here. Kimberly, how are you? Alan C. Alan, I feel like you've been in here before, man. I don't think you team hashtag new, but I welcome you either way. Shout out to Mel, team hashtag new. McMullenCap87, team hashtag new. McMullen, what's going on? How you feeling? Andre Perez, what's going on? Welcome to the channel. We got Knowledge120 in the building. Knowledge, what's good? How we feeling, man? The fan base is juiced, the optimistic, enthusiastic about what's going on with this next season. So, as I said, these are the shows that we're going to be doing all the way up to our first preseason postgame live. And just just rapping to you guys, man, giving you guys the, the training camp updates as they come through throughout the day. I don't think the team really scrimmaged that much today. You didn't really see too much highlights out there. But if it does happen, we will bring it to you, no doubt about it. And, uh, yeah, man, so that was Tibbs' session. We're going to get to quickly session. But, once again, just want to salute salute everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. This is Nick's Post Game Live, number one show for the fans by the fans. CP the Franchise here checking in on the solo dolo. No calls tonight. I got some other stuff I got to wrap up after this, so I want to make it a quick show, but just wanted to come on and, and give you guys a training camp updates. Remember, the show is presented by Manscaped, number one men's grooming tool below the waist. Go to manscaped.com, enter promo code KFTV for 20% off, plus free shipping. I also mentioned the Knicks home opener, October 20th versus the Celtics. If you guys have not signed up, my guys at Forzano Law Firm are giving away four tickets to join yours truly. JD Sports Talk, my girl's a Knicks Omni fan. I already confirmed two special guests for our preseason party at uh, at, at Mustang Harry's. It's going to be crazy, so you don't want to miss it. Make sure you sign up. It's free to sign up. Make sure you sign up, and we're going to announce the winners during the uh, October 5th, after the, the Knicks versus Pacers preseason game, October 5th. We'll announce the winners of the tickets who are going to join us for the preseason party. The Knicks versus Celtics game and and just be a part of the whole live stream throughout the day on Knicks Fan TV. Obviously a great deal that you don't want to miss. Alright, so to the mods in the chat in here. Rome, I see you. What's going on, Rome? How you feeling? Uh, let's say Jamal Brown says CP post game with the fans at the Garden Games at any point. Yeah, open tonight. <laughs> open tonight. Yeah, we'll, we'll be there open tonight. So the first post game will be uh, opening night at MSG. Daryl Smith, what's going on? Welcome to the show. How you feeling, Daryl? Kashawar Brown Lee, welcome to the show. Mo Cash, he says, new slash old. So I guess they've been in here, but they haven't really been commenting in the chat, so they say hashtag new either way. K Baca, how you feeling? Carl Crispin, how are you? And NRJ, how's it going, man? Salute to everybody in the chat. Duke the Don, how you feeling? My guy JJ from Brooklyn never misses a show. He's always in here early. And often, and calls in one of the one of our OG original fans. So, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Shout out to JJ from Brooklyn. This was an interesting uh, interesting revelation at a camp, which was uh, some of the Knicks practice goals were, were revealed on offense and defense, right? They, uh, on the offensive side, some of their priorities, pace, space, right? Pace and space. Play with the pass. Attack the rim. Move without the ball. Offensive execution. Number seven was threes. They put they put threes. Tips put threes all the way down there. So <laughs> they said they want to shoot more threes. We'll see what happens. But the second to last on the list of offensive busts is, is three pointers. So uh, you know we'll 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 see how that translates on the court. Then last is offensive rebound. So that's Tibbs' offensive must. On the defensive side, transition defense. Number two, compete in bold letters. Compete. Challenge shots. Number four, defend physical without fouling. Ease early high hands. Right? Got to get those hands up. Hustle plays. First to the floor. Charges. Blocks. Number six, stance and vision. Number seven, think help without the ball. And number eight, gang rebound. So those are some of their goals. Some of the, you know, some of the vision that they're throwing up there in camp for, for the guys to aspire to. And look, we saw that last year. You know, we saw that last year with damn near, you know, same team that David Fisdale had uh, for the most part. And and uh, we, we saw what the these guys did on the defensive end. We saw how together they were, how prepared they were. And those are some of the key words that, that you keep on hearing as as it pertains to Tom Thibodeau uh, getting, getting these guys ready for each game. You know, an, an absolute gym rat, an absolute mind. So, again, we'll, we'll see how it translates on the court all right next up iq and here was uh emmanuel quickly on what he what he learned what he what he uh did to prepare this off season uh here's emmanuel quickly oh a lot you know i dedicated a lot to my summer in terms of working on my body uh getting stronger uh defensively i feel like i'll be able to take a step this year and that's gonna be big on this team is guarding uh, just to be able to stay on the floor, stay in front of key guys and things like that. Um, and then my passing ability, I feel like it's gotten better. And then just working on my strength, shooting. You know, I'm going to still have my floater and being able to shoot pull-ups, I feel like uh, it's something that I've added to my game as well. So just my all-around game, I feel like, you know, I've, I've tried to work on a lot. Um, yeah, I've been with Obi pretty much all summer. Uh, we did a lot of two-a-days coming in the morning, working out and then coming back and getting shots and lifting and things like that. So, you know, we put a lot of work into this offseason. 
Uh, we understand it's a big season coming up, so we want to be prepared. Uh, we want to have our bodies prepared and things like that. Um, coming here, you know, there's not a lot of distractions. You know, White Plains, it's not too much to do besides hoops and, and go home, sleep, and then come back at night. So um, that's what, we, what we're what we about. We're about working, and, and, and that's the most important thing. Did you, uh, did you know OB before you got drafted together? I knew of him. I didn't exactly know him face-to-face. -face. We knew mutual people. Uh, but I knew of him. I seen one time we were at Kentucky watching him playing against somebody. He went between the legs, dunked it. So I knew what he was doing before he was doing it, basically. All right, so that was IQ on uh, preparation during the offseason and, and his relationship with Obi. And in terms of his preparation, you know, a lot of it is uh, it's a lot of things that we spoke on as as a group on these shows him working on his defense him working on his passing obviously we saw that on full display during summer league him being uh, the full-time point guard and, and really just getting out there and orchestrating averaging about six to seven dimes we saw the chemistry that he and Obi had out there during summer league obviously so you know you could tell they've been uh they've been on point they've been on the same page and then he spoke on um, him and OB just just working, continuing to work, doing two days at the practice facility, lifting and, and working on their game. So obviously they're taking things seriously going into year two. The organization has obviously put that responsibility on them. And you could tell they, they did mention that during the summer league broadcast that the organization wanted to see them take on a leadership role as second year guys and impart that wisdom that they learned during their rookie seasons on to McBride, Grimes, Sims, Sims and so on. And, and yeah, and, and you definitely saw that. And you also saw how Tibbs was encouraging IQ and in his ear after every summer league game. So, again, player development on, on full display. And I think quickly he's going to be due for a big, big sophomore season. And as he said, he's going to hold on to that floater. He's working on that floater. And he said his pull-ups. So, hopefully those pull-ups include mid-range pull-ups because I think that'll help quickly uh, really take his game to higher heights. And Giancarlo Stanton, ladies and gentlemen, I know some of y'all ain't baseball fans, but Giancarlo Stanton might be the most unstoppable player in baseball right now. My man just hit a 3-1 home run. Yankees are up 5-2. to two. This kid, this guy is unbelievable right now. This, this guy is absolutely unbelievable right now. But yeah, so shout out to Quick as he talked about what he worked on as well as uh, his relationship with Obi. And then here he was talking about the uh the presence of the vets and, and what he hopes to learn from them so to everybody in the chat hit that thumbs up on you know it feels great you know all right hang on I, I lost my quickly thing oh here we go here we go all right hang on <clears throat> What we try to do, you know, as soon as we learn information, we want to pass that along to, you know, uh, guys that are coming in and, and that are new. Uh, that way everybody can be up to speed and, and we can move things along as quickly as possible. So um, anything that I learn, I try to teach it to, to, the, other, to the other guys. And, and the same thing, you know, goes for them when, when somebody else comes in. All right. Thanks, Quick. Yo. All right. So that was pretty much it with Quickly Session. And last but not least, we got uh, Nerlens Noel, a little, a little Nerlens action. Nerlens came in for his media session, so let's uh, let's hear from Nerlens first on free agency, his free agent experience. All right, here we go. Let's let's get quickly out of here, and let's pull up Nerlens. Yeah, John Carlos smashed that thing out the dirt. I don't, I don't know what that guy is on right now, but dude is unstoppable right now. Unstoppable Yankee fans. 
Okay, here we go. Nerlands on free agencies, 131. All right, let's get to them. Um, it was... It was the best process, the best free agency I've ever, you know, experienced. You know, it's most, you know, I knew everything that was going on, and you know, it was, it was, it was beautiful. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good way to sum it up. <laughs> the best one. <laughs> Obviously, throwing shade at Rich Paul, talking about this is the best one I ever been through, and I knew exactly what was going on. So obviously, you could hear the shade there. I don't know what other offers he had. But clearly, the, the next one was uh, one that was lucrative, and, and he felt like the relationship that he had with, with the team, with the front office, with the players, with, you know, the chemistry that they had, obviously, they took care of him. And, and rightfully so. You know, Nerlens, he, he played his heart out in, in Mitch's stead and, and uh, was a monster, man. Was a monster. Two blocks a game, was top of the league in block percentage, steal percentage. Nerlens was great. Nerlens was great for us. And so, like I said, if, if Mitch is going to miss any time, Got to embrace the depth. Nerland's next man up. He's ready to roll. Hopefully he's healthy. He should be healthy. And uh, and and he should have no problems sliding right in and 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 helping anchor this defense, no doubt. Okay, so here's Nerland's on what made the Knicks defense so good last year. Um, I think we just, we were aggressive and we were ourselves. Um, you know, we play with pride, you know, tenacity. Intensity, you know, it's the whole nine. Everything that Coach Tibbs instilled in us, you know, we put it out there. You know, game from game plans, you know, to our own mentality. Um, so I think, you know, we just have to pick up where we left off as far as defense and, you know, even be more close-knit than we were. I mean, we were real close last year. So, you know, keeping that same type of chemistry, um, you know, letting things take care of itself and, you know, play fast through our defense. You know, good defensive stops and turns into offense, push the ball. Yeah, as he said, just just be prepared. I think the the big key there was just being prepared, and that just goes back to Tibbs. So um, he he feels like there won't be a drop off on defense. We'll see. Obviously, you got Kemba here, you got Fournier here, changes the whole dynamic. We'll see what type of chemistry they have there and how that impacts things. But clearly, with Noel, with Mitch back there protecting the rim, guys can afford to you know take a couple more chances and and maybe even get beat. And still have that protection of, of their big guys holding it down in, in the uh, in the front court. So we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. Now here's Nerlens on on a new skill that he's working on that the that the team is encouraging. I was very surprised to hear this, and we'll, we'll see how it translates onto the court. Uh, here's Nerlens Noel. Uh, I'm getting a lot of threes, you know, try to expand my game to that corner three. Um, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna definitely tread lightly coming in, seeing, you know, what it's like, but, you know, I got in the green light um, for the most part. So, you know, I just got to keep getting the reps up and make sure it falls in game time and I'll be able to implement that. So they gave him the green light to shoot threes, corner threes at that. So, you know, I, I wouldn't get so excited to see him shoot it. But what I really want to know is, is Mitch going to get that same green light? Because we've been waiting on Mitch to shoot that rock, let it fly. Now, it doesn't mean that we're going to be playing five outs here with a, with a stretch five. But if they have the opportunity, they'll have the green light to shoot it. I'd much rather see Mitch shooting it than Nerlens 
you know Taj will you know will will uh will let a couple pop if he has a chance. He's he's done it last season. But uh Nerland's Noel, the corner three specialist, and said that they gave him the green light. I was very surprised to hear that. But it, with the organization's push to shoot more threes, that'll include the bigs if, if they're there and they have that opportunity. You know, that they're not gonna be running plays for them to do so by any stretch, but it's good to hear. You know, and like I said, I, I more so want to see uh, Mitch shooting those, getting those opportunities rather than uh, rather than Nerlens. But we'll, we'll see what happens when Nerlens uh, get, gets into the game, because as Tibbs said, uh, Mitch is still a work in progress right now, unfortunately. All right. Last but not least, that was it for Nerlens. Last but not least on the media campaign for today, we'll go to uh, Julius. Julius giving a little soundbite on uh, on why he came back to the squad. So let's hear from Julius here. Let me unmute this. That would help. Yeah, uh, for me, you know, my biggest thing is, uh, you know, when I signed here, I want to help turn the organization around. Um, I want to be a part of uh, helping bring a championship uh, to the Knicks. And uh, I felt like me uh, being able to do that was an extension I was comfortable with uh, financially, obviously. Um, but it was let also. Start, let me start that one over. What went the into in your the decision to sign now the way you did? Yeah, uh, for me, you know, my biggest thing is, uh, you know, when I signed here, I want to help turn the organization around. Um, I want to be a part of uh, helping bring a championship uh, to the Knicks, and uh, I felt like me uh, being able to do that was an extension I was comfortable with uh, financially, obviously. Um, but it was also. Uh, for me, putting my trust in Leon and putting my trust in, in Wes and Tibbs and Scott and all those guys. So um, I feel like uh, this is an environment um, and a team that I enjoy coming to work to every day. Um, I really enjoy being around, you know, my teammates and everybody in this organization. So um, if it was a situation, I, you know, it was just basketball and I wasn't comfortable, uh, I wouldn't do it. But this is the place I want to be at. Uh, this is where I want to end my career and uh, play here for a very long time. So. Um, this is just a part of my decision and my process, make, uh, the process of, of making that decision. All right. So that was Julius uh, on coming back. And, and once again, just just spoke in terms of the overall themes of just being on the same page with the front office, being on the same t- page with Tibbs, then believing in him, him obviously turning a season around most improved player. Playoffs obviously choked it up. And so here we go. New season, new squad motivated Randall. What do you guys think, man? What what do you what do you predict his stats will be this season with this team? How do you feel like uh Julius will perform, you know? Are 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 you confident in Julius Randall? That was one of the things that Alan Hahn and I had spoke about in our show. Make sure you guys catch that Alan Hahn show. Our season preview is an annual tradition. Great show. Two hours of uh, Nick's talk with me and Alan Hahn. So it was, it was a great show. Make sure you guys catch up on that on the channel, no doubt about it. But what do you guys think uh, on, the, on the Julius front? You know, are you confident in Julius? You know, what do you think his numbers are going to be next season? Throw some comments in the chat there, and, uh, and, and I'll take a look. You know, and, and what I said to Hahn was I, I felt like um, what I saw from him last season Yes, I was a Julius detractor. Yes, I wanted to trade him. I, I don't hide that. I don't run from that. Uh, but what I saw from him this season was, again, uh, another level up, another level of improvement. 
And and I just felt like his offensive bag, you know, this wasn't a guy just standing there hitting, you know, catch and shoot open jump shots where you say, OK, next year with, with a crowd or, or with a hand in his face, it may be different. You know, this guy was hitting some tough, tough shots off the bounce, man. And I don't think that's a fluke. You know, I really don't think that's a fluke. And so and now he's got help. Now, he, now he has help. So. We'll see what happens. Again, do I view him as a number one option for our team? No, I still don't view him as a number one option for our team. But I view him as a piece, as a building block. And we'll see what happens with a little bit more help, how much more success we have. Can we get a first-round win? Is is that, you know, possible? Knock on wood, we, we hope so. Baby steps. That's that's all I'm thinking, you know. With, like I said, with, with all, all of this uh, good energy around the team, somebody in the chat said, I'm not used to this team looking so competent from a front office standpoint. Me neither. I, I really don't. We haven't seen this in quite some time. You know, can't blame Dolan now, right? Where, where's all the blame Dolan people at? It's funny how all that gets quiet, you know, with with a the, with the year of success under your belt. But with Julius, as I said, I think he's going to continue to be a leader. I am confident in, in him. And, uh, and again, we'll, we'll see what happens when the playoffs come around. So I see big surge in the chat, the number one Julius Randle supporter, the president of the Julius Randle fan club, big surge is in the building. So I know surge is riding the Randle train. He, he's on it. So salute to surge, man. Definitely, bro. definitely. All right, people. So that was it for today. As I said, man, when, when we get the sound bites, when we get the, uh, the, the clips, we're coming to you live. Number one show for the fans by the fans. Knicks Fan TV, the best or nothing. Presented by Manscaped. CP the franchise in here as usual. Uh, salute to everybody that came in here tonight. Make sure you guys hit that like button on your way out. Hit the subscribe button. All you new people, hit the subscribe button. Very important. Tonight's show will also be available in pod, audio podcast format. So if you don't catch it in, in on video... You can always catch it on audio podcast format a couple minutes after the show goes off the air. So we are everywhere, man. We are everywhere. Make sure you guys are following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. As usual, we are there, man. We're always talking Knicks, and we're just going to continue to grow this grassroots movement. But with your help, we will continue to be the number one show for the fans by the fans. The hottest thing smoking. All right. My guy JD in here. <laughs> drops the 50 burger jd you know jd uh watch 50 wins man so jd sticking with it the 50 burger michael maldonado's in there he's throwing the 50 burgers in there so let's go as i said uh uh me and jd will be running the the, the pre-game show the pre-game party is going down i'm i'm on the phones i'm working i already got two confirmed surprise guests so you gonna want to be there if you guys already have tickets to the game we are selling tickets to the pregame party as well. Just go to theomnifan.com. You can get your tickets. And it's going to be a great, great, uh, great, great pregame show, man. Trust and believe, man. We're working behind the scenes, man. All right. Any last-minute questions in the chat before I sign out? Go ahead and throw that in there, and uh, and uh, I'll get to it. If not, uh, I'll sign out. JT Riddick threw a 50-burger in there. Shout-out, JT Riddick. Geraldine says, I came in late, but as always, good show. Appreciate you, Geraldine. You could always uh, just hit the rewind button and catch us on demand. You know, no problem. 
King Deej got his ticket for the pregame show. King Deej is going to be in the building at Mustang Harry's. Ari's going to be in the building. Papa Left is going to be in the building. It's, it's going to be a zoo. It's going to be an absolute zoo, man. Lynx is saying 50 plus. Okay. Big Surge is saying he's, he's pumping the brakes on 50. I'm saying 46. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with my 46. And, and we'll see what happens, man. The lineup prediction show, Michael Maldonado, is tomorrow night. Wednesday night, we're going to do a lineup prediction. We're going to do lineup predictions. Talk through that. Talk through more sound bites as they come in. Sunday, we will do our preseason award show. Who's going to be the MVP, the rookie of the year, six man, most improved, X Factor. You know, we'll have some fun with that. And then roll right into Tuesday. Knicks versus the Hicks. October 5th, Tuesday, Madison Square Garden, Knicks Post Game Live. And we're going to find out who's coming with us to the Knicks home opener, man. So looking forward to it, man. See you guys tomorrow. Hit that like button. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button.